podcast friends. My name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Mic check. Mic check, mic check. What is going on, friends? We are back with a brand new week, brand new podcast episode. Uh, one thing I am working on, which I think I mentioned uh, in one of the previous episodes, is a uh, full-blown filmmaking course. Uh, and essentially, it's everything from uh, how to write and uh, tell compelling stories, right, through films and through commercials, uh, just those two mediums. Um, but that being said, there's there's lots of ways to incorporate everything from filmmaking, right, from cinematography to audio to how to write a screenplay, how to write a script and all, all that. Uh, part of the uh, the filmmaking course is going into, you know, how exactly do we do we uh, capture uh, the image through the frame, through the composition, and through uh, one of the main um, things, which is the ability to create, um, you know, not only, not only again, a compelling story, right, but it, it's the whole uh, structure and the framework behind that, and uh, that is coverage. Um, so essentially, you know, coverage, you can think of it as basically like uh, the, your, your, um, your wide, your medium, your close-ups, and then your over-the-shoulders, right? Uh, or maybe you maybe you don't you don't do OTS, but you do like singles or something something like that. And the and and you know such as today is the the topic of creating um, shooting for coverage, right? Why why does coverage matter, especially in the realm of uh, once you get into higher higher level in productions? Uh, coverage is is almost necessary. You know, your director most of the time, directors like 90, 90 plus percent of the time are going to uh, want to have options, right? Uh, even if it's just one person, you know, do you have a wide of it? Do you have then the medium of it? And then do you have a, a close-up or macro uh, shot of the of the talent and the product or, or whatever it is, right? A combination of it. And when I first started my career, uh, coverage was like the last thing on my mind. I was like, yeah, you know, fuck it. I'm just gonna do a handheld and I'm just gonna uh, go verite and kind of feel out the whole thing, you know? Many times when you do that though, uh, unless unless you already know exactly the, um, the the blocking behind it, you're going handheld, you're gonna start from your wide and you're gonna go, you know, close up and then you're gonna go back to your medium shot and then you're gonna have some sort of like transition shot where you're gonna be uh, tracking the person, you're following that, right? And th- that can all work. But if you aren't thinking of that, um, essentially that you're shooting coverage in. even if it's just a one right if you're still moving the camera in and out and then you know back in for uh, a more um like a tighter shot like a joke uh, like a choker shot uh, and then you're like hmm, okay you know what right now I'm, I'm getting too many close-ups i have enough of this stuff let's back out let's get like like a medium wide of it okay then you know the person's gonna uh close her laptop lid uh get up put on her jacket um, we, you know, we keep a little bit of that wide action. And then, uh, once we fill the wide, okay, cool. Hey, I, I need some, some close-ups of, you know, your hand going into the, into the sleeve of the jacket. Uh, and then you, you know, zipping up the jacket, a close-up of that as we're, you know, tilting from, from, uh, down to up, right? Essentially you are shooting for coverage and it's essentially, it's extremely important to shoot coverage because in the edit, you never know when there's an option that you um, might want that you feel, oh, you know what, on the day, I didn't need that. You know, and as experience has taught me, many times you actually do need that, right? So it's better to shoot for coverage, not for coverage sake, like, oh, I need to get a medium of this. Oh, I need to get a close up of this, right? Um, if you understand where the story is, right, such as understanding the screenplay, understanding um, the uh, the storyboards when you're working with the director or the producer, 
right? You can see that, mm, you know what, this is actually a good opportunity to uh, get medium medium coverage of this. All right. And then uh, it's really important to see her eyes because now there is a there's a moment where, you know, the like, like a spark lights up in her brain and oh, let's get a macro shot of her eyes or let's get a close up of her face, you know. Um, and then in that shot, we can also, uh, as she leaves frame, maybe we can hold hold the frame and then um, do like either like like a zoom, whether that be the lens or digital zoom, um, on the uh, on the product that she was looking at, or right? something like that. So, you know, again, when you're when you're going into your your pre production phase, having coverage, the idea of coverage um, is is vital to be able to give your editors the ability to. Um, uh, create the story that they need, right? Not necessarily the one that you feel is right, uh, which again, intuition plays plays a huge role in that. But the one that uh, that the editors need to help make uh, all the deliverables, right? Because now we're we're shooting in. This has been continuing for a couple of years, but you know, deliverables vary. You know, you might have your your standard sixteen by nine, and then you have your one by one or four by five vertical versions, you might have, you know, four or five versions of those. So that way the agency can A, B test which ones are good, which ones are, are not so good, right? As far as like um, um, engagement goes. And then, uh, you know, maybe they want like a, uh, the whole thing is like a five minute version of it, right? The one that they put on Vimeo and the, it becomes like a director's cutter or whatever it is, you know, the ones that for larger agencies, they always, I forgot what the hell the name of the um, the award show is, but it's basically, it's basically the, the like, a it's like the the Emmys for marketing agencies, right? Where at the end at the end of the year, they can all get together and, and showcase the, their best work and they win awards for it, you know? Um, and then based upon that, you know, they get um, bumping uh, increase in budgets or increase in rates, or uh, they just get, you know, more, more capital to work with, all that kind of stuff, right? So, you know, why are we talking about this? And anyways, right, if you are in this area, whether you're an owner operator and you're just a cinematographer, right, you're there just to make sure that the uh, the visuals are executed in the way that the director, uh, the agency wants and needs. Uh, or if you're a um, if you do the edits, you know, if you have a, a small boutique agency where you have staff or I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's it's uh, it's you that are editing um, all the content that you're creating for for uh, businesses, for brands, whatever it is. Right. The more you can start looking at the holistic uh, picture of creating a story, coverage matters a lot, you know. Um, and, and again, as in my, in my filmmaking course, I do break down um uh, quite a bit of the coverage, the standard coverage that we all use, right? Which is your wide medium, your close-ups, and then your your OTS, your over the shoulders, um, and and how do you how do you craft a a story through these different types of coverage, right? You might be in a situation, or maybe your mentality for the past couple of years has been, I just need mediums and close-ups. That's it, right? Um, if that is if that is the case. I, I can guarantee you that you're missing out a lot on your ability as a cinematographer, you know, because when it comes to, say, lighting or, or blocking a scene, right, shooting a close up uh, or medium, it, it, especially close ups are like the easiest things because there's not much to have to worry about. And as far as lighting and close up is the easiest fucking thing because you don't have to worry about other stuff in the frame. You know, you don't have to worry about a row of windows. You don't have to worry about uh, some practicals that you that you don't have control over, some overheads you don't have control over. Um, maybe you have no budget for for art, for art department, right? So you're just stuck with whatever is in the in the location. You know, and the close-ups are the easiest thing for anyone to shoot. You know, but if if you're if all you're shooting are close-ups, 
um, I guarantee you that you know you you're, you're missing a lot. You're missing out a lot on your ability to grow as a cinematographer. You know, uh, one thing that has supported me is forcing myself to light. Um, n- not not for like close-ups or for mediums, but really to light for the entire scene. So your wide shot, any and even if it's like an extreme wide shot, right? How do I light this? Because when you can light um, to to your to not necessarily your taste, but to your liking, you're like, okay, cool, this wide shot, it looks good. We're good to go. Let's move in, right? That that gives you the ability to be more efficient on set because when you light for your wide shot. All your medium shots, all your close-up shots are just condensed versions of that, right? Where you're moving the fixtures in or you're taking fixtures out or you're just adding more neg or you're adding a little bit more diffusion. Maybe you're, you're doing a double diffusion or whatever it is, you know, but you don't have to relight the set because once you light for the wide shot, you're, you're set, right? When it comes to your, 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 your medium shot. Again, maybe you just want the maybe you just want a little bit um, uh, less harsher light. So you bring in you know an eight by an eight by eight of, of whatever it is you know quarter grid or half grid, and then you you bring in your eight by eight neck right. You're just bringing things in, and not necessarily having you're you're bringing things in without having to necessarily move all of your big ass lights right because all your big ass lights should be set. But if all you're thinking about are just like you know your your medium shots and, and your close-up shots, you're like, okay, cool, I don't really need a lot of light. I'm, I'm going to use available light, things like that. You know, that's great for like documentary work. That's great for uh, super run and gun work. Um, but if you're looking at creating a career as a cinematographer, um, like you know, shooting commercials or shooting feature films, you have to know how to light. Like there, there's no getting away around it. You know, when you're when you're when you're if that's your your dream to like you know shoot shoot a feature film or shoot a higher budget commercial. And as you're going through, um, you know, if agencies are, are, are reaching out to you or for directors are reaching out to you and they don't know who you are, or maybe they were referred to you by someone and they see your work, but they're a little bit iffy because all you all you have is just like blue hour stuff and golden hour stuff um, and uh, just, you know, running gun docu kind of stuff. They're going to be uh, pretty, pretty cautious as far as, you know, hey, can you can you light, you know, like, you know, five locations? Can you do company moves? Are you able to work? Um, with getting the the nuance of lighting that we're looking for, you know, for product stuff and then for talent stuff, uh, maybe we're shooting car stuff. You know, do you know how to do? Do you know how to deal with reflections or moving shots? You know, so all these things come into play, right? Uh, not just coverage, but again, coverage is kind of what we're talking about because um, I guarantee, you know, if you start branching out uh, your your and you start scaling your business where you start hiring editors. And uh, you're not shooting for coverage and then you start, you know, going into the, uh, you know, you're reviewing the edits. You're like, oh, damn, where's the wide shot of this? You're like, oh, you know, why, why are there like, you know, 800 close-ups and there's like one medium shot, right? So these are things to think about as far as when you're you're growing, um, not necessarily your, your craft as a cinematographer. Obviously, we're all trying to grow our, our craft all the time every year, uh, but scaling your business, you know, you you can't. Uh, there, there's like an old saying, I'm going to paraphrase it, but essentially it's uh, you can't get yourself out of a problem with the same thinking that got you into the problem the first place in the first place. You know, I think Albert Einstein said something like that. I think that was his uh, one of his quotes or, or something like that. I, I believe it's Albert Einstein, but my uh, my my recorder died uh, because I knew ahead of time that. The batteries were low, but I decided not to change them out um, for whatever reason. It looked like I had one more bar left and then um, the audio just stopped recording. 
what was I saying? Talking about, we're talking about coverage, right? And then I went off a tangent as far as growing your business, right? Growing your, your, your career as a cinematographer. And these are all, you know, valid, uh, valid, valid points. I think my mic is like not in the right situation, but, uh, again, these are things that can help you out so much as you are, as you start growing your, your career, you know, you're, you're three years in, you're four years in, you're five years in, and the next thing you know, you're, 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 you're 10 years in, you know, where do you want to be in that, that seven year mark, that eight year mark? Do you still want to be doing nothing but corporate stuff, you know, only corporate stuff? Do you want to just be doing music videos? What is your, what is your goal? And regardless of whatever your goal is, if, if you know how to shoot um, coverage appropriately, it's going to make your time on set faster. You're going to be doing less guesswork. You're going to be doing less like, oh man, you know, we have to, we have to light this, um, conference room right now. Um, I wasn't planning on shooting a wide. I was just getting close-ups and the director's like, you know, well, you know, obviously during pre-production, you should be talking about, Hey, do we need to wire this? Do we need a close of this? Um, if it's one of those, those things where you're like, you're shooting in um, an event where regardless, it's like, Hey, just shoot the wide you know, have something where you can establish where these people are. And this is something I also talk about in my filmmaking course coming out this year. Um, establish where the uh, people are, where your audience is looking at. Um, you know, again, you're, you're in a conference room, right? So if you're just shooting a bunch of like close-ups, it's like, cool, like I, I get that, but also have some concept, have some context as far as where these people are, where this product is, where the service is being applied. You know, so um, to break it down, if anything, just shoot wide, shoot your medium, shoot your close-ups. And then if there is multiple people involved, get over the shoulders of those conversations rather than just having like a medium two shot of two people talking and then having like a close-up of two people talking. Also have that over the shoulders so there's something to work with. So that way you can, um, you know, over the shoulders aren't just for shooting over the shoulders. They're there to help create a more three-dimensional uh, image, right? And maybe, and say you're in a situation where you do have a light, uh, that you're able to bring as far as a key light, then over the shoulder is going to allow you to bring in that key light and not have it shown in the actual, uh, have it shown in the actual frame. On top of that, you're also creating depth, right? Depth as far as going from like, you know, dark to light to dark to light, right? Pe salt and peppering in the image as we talk about uh, many times, you know, so having that foreground person in front of you allows you to at least create some sort of like shadow in the foreground. And then that shadow allows you to appreciate um, the light and to focus in on that light layer that you're that you're creating. Okay, I hope this episode helps you guys out in any way, shape, or form. If it did, please let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. Let me know if these episodes are supporting you guys, um, hopefully in a more progressive way. If you like the episode, please rate it on Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate it. Again, we're on Spotify as well. If you're listening to on Spotify, let me know. I'd be interested to see how many people are uh, uh, listening to this on, on Apple Podcasts versus Spotify and, and vice versa. Uh, if you haven't shared the podcast episode, please please, please, please be sure to share it with all your colleagues, your coworkers, or people who you feel can um, uh, receive value from this podcast episode. And I will catch you guys in the next podcast episode.